Well, happy Mother's Day again. Thank you for being here today. Uh, if you're joining us online, welcome. Make sure to leave a comment in the comment section so that we know you're joining us online. Uh, you know, Mother's Day is a day to honor and celebrate the women who have played such an important part in our lives. I, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that none of us would be here, right, without our mothers. And so, uh, number five of the Ten Commandments uh, tell us to honor our mothers. In Exodus twenty twelve, it says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land, and that the Lord your God, that the Lord your God has given you. Uh, so that's what I want to talk about today. I, I want to talk about how we can honor our moms. Uh, and I know there are some here today or some listening online that have had challenges in their relationship with their own mothers. And I just want to recognize that. Uh, there are some listening or some here that uh, have probably had a hard time becoming a mother. And for those of you that have struggled with those things, I know Mother's Day can be difficult. And I just want to recognize that up front, that your struggles are valid, and we recognize that. Uh, I pray in the midst of that pain uh, and the heartache that you find uh, comfort knowing that God loves you and cares for you. He sees you. He hears your prayers. So I just want you to know that up front. Uh, Did you know that the idea for Mother's Day was actually born in a small Methodist church in West Virginia. We're Methodists, right? So it kind of comes out of the Methodist tradition. Uh, It was in 1876, right? And the nation was still dealing with all the loss from the Civil War. So there's still a lot of mourning happening in our nation. And and while teaching a, a Memorial Day lesson, Miss Anna Reeves uh, thought of mothers, right? She thought, man, there's so many moms who have lost their sons in the war. Why can't there be a Memorial Day for moms? And that was kind of the beginning of Mother's Day. Uh, it took another generation before it actually came to pass, but uh, of Mrs. Jarvis's 11 children, her daughter Anna had seen her mother's efforts in the war. Uh, Ann Jarvis actually uh, was a peace activist who cared for wounded soldiers on both sides of the Civil War. And during that time, she made Mother's Day kind of work clubs where they would get together and address public health issues and serve those who have been wounded and all of those kind of things. So as Anna grew into adulthood... Uh, she kept remembering what her mom had wished for and what her mom had done. And when her mom died, she became determined to establish Mother's Day in her honor. So on May 12, 1907, there was a local observance of Mother's Day that then spread to Philadelphia. And then by 1910, in three years, Mother's Day was celebrated in 45 states, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Hawaii, Canada, and Mexico because one person said, hey, I think this is important. And then on May 8, 1914, President Wilson designated the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day for displaying the American flag for public expression of love and reverence for mothers of the country. So that's how Mother's Day came about. Uh, Anna Jarvis, the person who actually uh, kind of established Mother's Day, soon became to regret it. So 
And then she petitioned hard to have Mother's Day removed from the calendar. You want to know why? She grieved how commercialized Mother's Day became. Right? I mean, literally, uh, Hallmark, right, kind of took it on. And it became this uh, kind of industry for cards and flowers and chocolate. And she grieved how commercialized Mother's Day became, even though she personally continued the observance of Mother's Day in honor of her mother, Anne, and because of her faith in God. So, so that's how we got Mother's Day. Uh, that's how it all came about. It came out of the Civil War, and somebody said, man, we need to honor our moms, and specifically moms who have lost children, <clears throat> right? There's nothing more uh, difficult than that, I know. So, so that's how we got here. Uh, so moms, we just say thank you. Right? Thank you for loving us and caring for us, for investing in us, for praying for us. Uh, and today, I just want to take a moment and pray for our moms. Can we do that together? <clears throat> Father God, we just come before you and we just pray for our moms today. We pray, Lord, that you would bless them. We, we thank you for those who have gone on before us. And Lord, we thank you for their lives. And, and Lord, we just remember the sacrifices they make on our behalf that they love us and they care for us. And Lord, we just thank you for that. May you bless the moms today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, there's some great mom stories in the Bible. Uh, Some that are probably not as well known as others, like uh, uh, Louise and Eunice. Anybody know that story? Do you recognize their names? In 2 Timothy 1.5, it says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Louis, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. <clears throat> Who's that? That's the Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy. Uh, Timothy's dad was Greek, uh, but his mom and his grandma Uh, were Jewish converts to Christianity who passed the faith down to Timothy. And Paul tells Timothy that the faith he has in Jesus came from his grandma and his mom. Timothy Timothy was an important leader in the early church. And and Paul says, man, it was your grandma and your mom who, who passed that faith down to you. Moms, your work is never done. Right? Even when your kids grow up and move out of the house, right, your work is never done. Uh, I know I've shared this before, but I want to give my grandma Fish a shout out today. Uh, right? She passed her faith down to me. She gave me this Bible in 1979. Uh, I, you know, and it's one of my most treasured possessions. I, I don't typically take it out. It sits on a shelf in my office. Uh, but I remember when she gave it to me. They lived in Clear Lake, uh, right by the school, in a little single-wide mobile home. And, and I remember the day, right? She, we were sitting at our kitchen table, and it was in the front of this, uh, this mobile home on the front side, and we are sitting there, and we were talking. I don't even know how we got on the topic of, of God and the Bible, but, uh, you know, I was only nine years old. She, she pulled out this Bible, and she opened it up uh, to the 23rd Psalm, And she read these words. She says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in fields of green grass and leads me to quiet pools of fresh water. Uh, He gives me new strength. He guides me in right paths as he has promised. 
Even if I go through the deepest dark darkness, I will not be afraid. She actually underlined that here. And then she said, Lord, for you are with me. Your shepherd's rod and staff protect me. You prepare a banquet for me where all my enemies can see me. You welcome me as an honored guest and fill my cup to the brim. I know that your goodness and love will be with me all the days of, of my life. And your house will be my home as long as I live. Um, not long after that, she actually gave me this little wooden plaque. Had a couple sheep on it in the 23rd Psalm. I still have it. Um, you know, it'd be another uh, decade before I gave my life to Jesus. But, but I know that the seeds that my grandma planted in my life and the prayers that she prayed for me had an impact, right? So I keep this Bible as a reminder of that. I don't even like the Good News translation, by the way, but, um, but she gave it to me, right? So moms and grandmas, keep praying for us, right? Keep planting those seeds. Uh, they're important, right? They, they pass down from generation to generation, uh, there, there's another interesting mom story in the New Testament that's often overlooked. In Romans 16, 13, it says, Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, also his mother, who has been a mother to me as well. What did Paul just say there? This is the Apostle Paul writing here. He says this, this mother of Rufus became a mom to him. All right, Rufus' mom was Paul's mom as well. And moms, you already know this, but your role as mom doesn't always end with your own kids. How many of you moms have had other kids, <laughs> right? Uh, that's an important thing. Uh, but who was Rufus's mom? We're not sure, but we know who Rufus is. He was the son of Simon the Cyrene who carried Jesus across the Calgary. Look at Mark 15, 21 with me. It says, and, and they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. Th that experience of, of Simon being forced to carry Jesus' cross to, to Calgary must have had a, a significant impact on him. Simon must have became a follower of Jesus who then shared that experience with his wife and his sons, Alexander and Rufus. And somehow, Rufus's mom, the wife of Simon, the guy who carried Jesus' cross, became connected with Paul to the level where she became like a mom to Paul. She became a mom to the great apostle Paul. We don't know much of the story. Right? That's all we have in all of the scriptures. But Paul became one of the most influential leaders in the church that we've ever known. Almost 25% of the New Testament was written by Paul. And we don't know when they were connected or how they were connected, but she must have had some influence on Paul for Paul to mention her in the scriptures as his mom. That's significant. So moms, never underestimate your influence on the next generation. 
I think you need to hear that today. Grandmas, don't ever underestimate your influence on the next generation. We live in this time where it feels like there's so many influences on our kids, good and bad, right? That they're just being pulled in so many different ways that as parents and grandparents, we can begin to think, ah, do they really hear what I'm saying? Right? Do, does my faith really have any influence at all? I just want you to know that it does. Right? Don't be deceived by the world. Right? Your influence on your kids is significant. Right? God hears your prayers. Right? It's powerful. So, so don't give up. Keep planting seeds. And then... Uh, today, I, I really want to talk about how we can honor you. Uh, the Bible says that we're supposed to honor our parents. So from a biblical perspective, honoring our mothers means to hold them in high esteem, to show them reverence, and to treat them with respect and dignity. That's, that's what it means. It, it involves recognizing their value and worth as individuals and as the one who brought us into the world. So when the Bible says honor your mom, that's what it means. And so how do we do that? I think, I think the first way we can honor our moms is with respect. In Ephesians 6, 2 through 3, it says, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. I think, I think the Bible knows something, right? The last person you want to take off is mom. So... But, uh, you know, respect comes from recognizing someone's inherent worth and value as a person. So moms, we just want to say we value you today. Right? Respect is actually foundational to any healthy relationship. Respect means treating someone with dignity and kindness regardless of differences or disagreements. The Bible commands us to honor our mothers. So as followers of Jesus, this isn't an optional thing. Right? It's part of honoring, uh, and part of honoring someone is showing them that kind of respect. So, so, man, we need to listen to our moms even if we disagree with them. As adult children, we, we don't have to do everything they say, but we do need to hear them out. Uh, Proverbs 1.8 says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. And we need to listen to our moms. So we honor our moms by respecting them. And then, then I think we can honor our moms with time. You know, in Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise. Make the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Part of that passage is it's talking about the value of time. I would say the time that we have is our most valuable asset, right? The truth is you can always make more money. You can buy more things. You can find a different job, but you can't make more time. Our time on earth is limited. God has set the number of our days. That's all we get. Moms get this. and our kids grow up way too fast. Right? It seems like they were just babies and you blink an eye and they're, they're having babies. Right? It just goes so fast. Uh, one of the things we've been talking about here at, at North Cascades Christian Fellowship is, is this idea that relationships take time. 
You can't build a relationship without investing time, and time is valuable. If you're going to have a relationship with Jesus, it takes time. You can't, you can't just do it in an hour a week. Uh, yesterday at our men's breakfast, uh, Pastor Mark Collins challenged the men in our church to spend an hour a day praying. It takes time. It takes time if you're going to cultivate a relationship. If, if we're going to build community here at North Cascades, we need to spend more than an hour a week together, right? Building relationships take time. I, I know one of the things Dana wants on Mother's Day and Christmas and Thanksgiving and her birthday is for her kids to be there. She doesn't really care about gifts and presents and cards and all that kind of stuff. But, but every holiday, every time, the thing she tells me is, all I really want is my family to be there. And she doesn't care about the other stuff. She just wants time with her family. I, I think most moms are like that. So one way we can honor our moms is by spending time with them. Uh, we should make an effort to visit them, to call them, to spend time with them, right? however we can. Right? That should be something that's valuable to us. I, I think the third way we can honor our moms is with forgiveness. Forgiveness is not optional for those who follow Jesus. Jesus said that God will forgive us in the same way we forgive others. In Matthew 6, uh, 14 through 15, just after he, he finishes teaching his disciples how to pray, Jesus says this. He says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So there's some of the strongest words actually in the New Testament, and they're spoken by Jesus. The truth is we're all imperfect human beings, right? None of us are perfect. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one who's perfect. There's no mom who's ever been perfect. There's no child who's ever been perfect, right? The reality is, right, that moms just aren't perfect, but neither are their children. Uh, right? We all make mistakes. We all hurt each other unintentionally and intentionally, unfortunately. Right? However, holding on to resentment and grudges does not help heal those wounds. I, I know this topic is way bigger than we have time for today. And I know for some, the wounds are much deeper than for others but I just want to say, if you struggle with resentment and unforgiveness towards your mother, or, or anyone for that matter, I would encourage you to sign up for a freedom group. I think there's a new one coming this September, so sign up for that. It'll help you process through some of those things. But in order to honor our mothers, it's crucial that we forgive and we let go of past hurts. Right In Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. This verse kind of highlights the example of Christ's forgiveness in our lives and calls us to extend that same type of grace to others. Right? We're called to extend the same grace to others that Jesus has extended to us. Man, that's difficult. I know for me, I, I look at my life and where I've come from, and I go, man, God has given me so much grace. But it's hard to extend that same type of grace to others. 
I often say, right, I want grace and mercy for Steve and judgment for everyone else. But that's kind of our human nature, right? It's hard to forgive. So I don't want to make light of that. So when I say, hey, just forgive, I realize that that can be so hard. But as followers of Jesus, we must learn to forgive like Jesus. And forgiveness involves letting go of bitterness, releasing our emotional burdens, extending mercy to grace and grace to others. So as we we forgive our moms, right, we begin to create space for our relationship to grow, and it's part of honoring our mothers. I'd also say it's important to remember that forgiveness does not mean forgetting or condoning wrong actions or abuse. Right? Forgiveness is not saying the offense is okay. Have you ever done that? Somebody says, I'm sorry, or someone says, will you forgive me? You say, ah, it's okay. Have you ever done that? Right? That's not a right response. Because true offense and true wounding and true abuse, right, it's not okay. And forgiveness is not saying that. Forgiveness is choosing to extend grace and letting go of the offense. Right? That's what forgiveness is. So we need to practice forgiveness with everyone, but we need to forgive our moms. And then I think we can honor our moms with prayer. Right? A good place to start is forgiveness, uh, but that often starts also from this place of praying, Right? We need to ask God to help us to forgive our moms. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said in Matthew 6, 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Notice it doesn't say as we have tried to forgive our debtors. It says forgive us our debts as we have forgiven. So, so ask God to help you forgive, right? But that's not where our prayer for our moms should stop. Uh, Here's a few ways I think we can pray for our moms. First, I I think we can pray for strength and wisdom. Uh, Being a mom is a tough job, and it it doesn't end, right? When your kids move out of the house, you continue to be a parent to your kids. And and, and we can honor our moms by praying that God would give them strength and wisdom. Ask God to give your mom physical, emotional, and spiritual strength. Right, the strength they need to fulfill their role as, as mothers, but also as women in this world. Right? We need godly women who are not only moms, but leaders in the church and leaders in the business world and, and, and women who step up. And honestly, it's tough. I had someone in my office just this week who was a sales rep. And we began to talk. She just stepped into a new role as a woman. She's the only woman in her, in her office and she just broke down in tears because of just the way the guys are treating her. Right, that's tough. Right, women, women uh, just have more challenges oftentimes, right? So, so, man, we just need to pray for our moms. We need to pray uh, that they have strength and wisdom. Pray that your mom is filled with, with God's power, right? Pray for health and well-being, Uh, Pray Numbers 6, 24 through 26 over your mom. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
Right? We can honor our mothers by praying for their health and their well-being. Right? We can lift our moms up before God and ask for his divine protection over their physical, emotional, and mental health. We can pray that they have times of rest and rejuvenation. We can ask God to surround them with Christian community that can uplift and encourage them. We can pray uh, for their spiritual growth and their dreams and ambitions. My moms are always praying for their kids' dreams and ambitions, but, you know, moms have dreams and ambitions too. Uh, Ask God to to give your mom opportunities to pursue her passions and to fulfill their their God-given purpose, right? Pray for their spiritual journey, that they may experience spiritual growth and renewed faith. You know, there comes a time in our lives where we quit growing physically. We actually begin to shrink a little bit. Well, maybe not always, but then we get shorter. But we never stop growing spiritually, Right, so we can pray that our moms continue to grow spiritually. Right, honor your mom by praying for her regularly. Uh, you know, I, I know there's a million ways you can honor your mom, but I, I think these four are important and will help us fulfill God's commandment to honor our moms. So honor your mom with respect, with time, with forgiveness, with prayer. If you don't have a plan to honor your mom today, think about these four points and pick one, right? And, and go spend some time with your mom. Pray for your mom. If there's forgiveness, things you have to work through, right? Start to deal with that. Show your mom respect. If you haven't, maybe stop by the store and get her a card, right? I know, I know Hallmark's the thing, but, but get her a card, Right, so, so let's make an effort to show our mothers the honor they deserve. Not just on Mother's Day, but, but every day. Remember, by honoring your mom, you're actually honoring God because his commandment is to honor our parents. Right, so let's pray together. Father God, thanks for loving us. Thanks for your word. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here today who's just struggling in their relationship with their mother, I pray, Lord, that you would give them peace and grace. I pray for forgiveness. Lord, I pray our moms would feel, uh, would feel that love today. I pray they would feel your presence today. And Lord, I pray for their dreams and ambitions. Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit would empower them. Lord, we thank you. And we just give you the honor and the glory and the praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, thanks for.